The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Exploring our oneness with spirit and each other. Unity Online Radio. Are you seeking more energy and ready to have more healings and revealings in your life? Then you've tuned into the right program. For the next hour, listen in as Reverend Temple Hayes, spiritual leader of First Unity at Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida, shares with you tools you can use to transform your life. She will guide you on a journey to create a life that is intentional and dynamic. Now, here's your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. And welcome, everyone, and thank you for being with us today on the show, The Intentional Spirit. We love hearing your feedback, your suggestions, the guests that you would desire to see us have that help each and every one of us align with new ways, new thoughts, uh, a new open heart in which we view and, and value the world. Um, we know that in life we are making choices every day, whether conscious or unconscious, and we truly are intentional spirits. And when we intend uh, value and purpose in our lives, like GPS, we're giving directions so we can tell the car where to go. Ultimately, we may wind up there, but how divine that we give direction. And uh, a wonderful author that we have today uh, um, someone in his field, Philip Camella, has a new book out, uh, The Collapse of Materialism, Visions of Science, Dreams of God. He's a lawyer and a visionary futurist. Philip, welcome to our show today. I'm so glad to have you here. Hey, thanks Fox, uh, for having me, Temple. It's great being here. Uh, you you bet. Um, tell me, how did you um, get into... Um, the field of, you know, I mean, obviously, if you're an attorney, uh, you have a, a care passion of how may I serve and how may I represent truth. I mean, that's kind of understood. But in delving into, have you always been on um, a spiritual journey or were you on one and didn't know it? Um, tell us a little bit about your story. Well, I've always had this deep, driving desire to figure it out. I always knew in my heart that there was more to the world than the brute physical world of matter, that we're not, in my opinion, descended from the apes, that we don't live in a world uh, without purpose, that morality does mean something. I always had, I always had this deep knowing, this deep desire uh, to figure it out, and so... You know, I was a, I'm a, as I say, I was a man before I was a philosopher, then I was a philosopher before I was a, a lawyer. I mean, I studied, I studied philosophy in order, in order to figure it out, in order to put these two disparate worldviews we have right now, the scientific worldview and the spiritual worldview together, because part of figuring it out is coming to the conclusion that we really only do live in one world. There is only one world. There should be a way to combine what we call science and what we call spirituality. We shouldn't have to change hats. We shouldn't have to think of the world in two different ways. 
And so this is something I always felt. And so the book is really an outcome of my own journey, of my own research, investigation into putting it down in words, but making it credible. And that's where the lawyering comes in. I believe in being, it's very important for me to be credible, to be authoritative, to cite authority, and to be logical. So really, really what, what I'm trying to do here is to give a logical path to spirituality, to make it real, bring it down to earth. I, I love what you said about um, science. Um, I don't know if you're, are you familiar with Ernest Holmes? Yes, a little bit, yes. Uh, one of the things he said is there would come a day when science and religion would walk hand in hand. Um, are we there? Yeah, well, I, I, you know, or, I think or do you think uh, energetically or as a consciousness, are, are we getting there? I think we are heading there. And I think it's, it's happening sort of on the subconscious level. I think it's happening as a matter of, of, of a natural evolution. I don't think it's something we could stop. I, because one of the uh, um, unalterable facts is that, we, oh, is that we do live in one world. And in my mind, and this is what much of the book is about, the collapse of materialism, is that when, you, is that when science takes away many of its assumptions, a new world of spirit rises in its place. And I, and I think, isn't that ironic when science itself stops assuming the world because science, the, the scientific model we have right now assumes a, that, that the universe is outside of us, is outside of what we are. It's a, it's a material contraption. It's a mechanical world. And, but once you no longer take that assumption, then the world could only be a product of spirit. And that's where, and that to me is how you, you combine science and spirituality. Perhaps it, it sounds radical because it's different. But my point and what I try to do is to take the reader step by step along this path, sort of withhold judgment, folks, until you get to the end. There is a happy ending. But, the, but withhold judgment and, and go down this path. Look at the world as mind first or spirit first instead of matter first. And lo and behold, at the end of the journey, we find a way to combine science or logic, empiricism, with spirit. And because I, I, I think that is where we're heading, Temple. I mean, I, and I hope it. If I'm right, then things are going to be really good. But I, but but luckily, I'm not the only one going down this path. But I, I strongly feel. This is inevitable. This is where evolution is taking us. It's taking us towards unity. Well, I would, I would love to and hold in my knowing that you are correct. And, um, I mean, uh, for those of us that are out in the world, you know, doing this kind of work, and obviously we, that must be our, our guiding lighthouse, right? <laughs> that we see the right. lighthouse in the midst of the, the rocky boat and, and hold a space that if we keep following the light, that inevitably uh, things will evolve and they will improve. Um, otherwise, just, you know, I'll go play golf, right? And not think about the world at, at large and as a, as a whole. I'm, I'm grateful that you have you know, taking the time to write some of your provocative thoughts and because it does, it's so helpful when, when people are able to see things through a different set of windows, you know, 
and get out yeah. of that positionality of we are this way because of that. Well, let's go deeper um, than that. And um, so when did you get the kind of um, nudge, if you will, uh, to, to write the book? Or did you decide to or did it find you? How, how did that occur? I think it was a combination uh, of the two. I went through, a, I would say, two major stages. Uh, when I came to the conclusion in college that after studying philosophy, that this was the way to go, because there, there, is a, there is a branch of philosophy called idealism, which has sort of been forgotten about in the dustbins of history, but some of the greatest thinkers who ever lived, such as Plato, George Berkeley, David Hume, and even Immanuel Kant were idealists, which means they believed the mind was, was uh, preeminent, that the mind came first instead of matter. And I looked at that. I said, we need to update that vision because if you update it, the world starts making sense. And so I started writing the paper in college. And like a lot of people, I never finished it. And I got it incomplete in that particular course. And so I put it aside because I really didn't have the skills or the knowledge to finish it, frankly. And so I went to, I finished college, went to law school. And then during my first or second job out of law school, it hit me that I, this was a book I had to write. And so it really was strong. It was, it was, I had to leave my work and get it out on a piece of paper. So it was an incredibly strong, strong inspiration. And, you know, I'm not the type to say it was, you know, some kind of revelation because I, I think that inspiration is very similar to a revelation, but, it's, but mm-hmm. to put it into basic terms, it's something I had to do. And, and what's made it uh, challenging is that, I, is that I want to be understood. It's not just, you know, it's not just uh, sort of expressing these thoughts, but I really want to be understood and I want to make the points clearly so that, so that folks could realize that the, the strength of the arguments and, and could think for themselves a little bit about it. So it, it was, it's been a lot of fun, as you, you know, I'm sure, I, I know that you've written, and it's, a, it's a, a great experience, not only writing, but, you know, music is the same thing. You know, once it comes to you, it's a great feeling to get it out. So I've had a lot of fun with it. Oh, well, yeah, and I, I, I resonate with you in a, another level of, you know, the book that hasn't come out yet, um, the new one that I've written, When Did You Die? Eight Steps to Stop Waking Up and, you know, um, Stop Dying Every Day, uh, Start Living, you know, that kind of thing. Um, even though I've been told to write that information and had that information inside for many, many years, I wasn't standard as solid in my years of life and in my own convictions and experiences to say, to take such a strong stand as I'm willing to take now. And, um, and that's how I, I, on many levels really resonate with you because I know that like since 1974, you've been kind of, you know, in the form of this and kind of working with the ideas and those kind of things. But the person that you are now will stand solid in that. And what people will hear as you represent the material is I hear conviction. You know, I hear life experience. And I think that's, um, you know, also what 
people are longing for now. We have a lot of orators and, you know, people that are out there in the field, but a, a lot of them quote other people and, you know, those kind of things, and I'm not making that wrong, but it's on often like a surface level of, of learning. Verse, uh, right. That's what really attracts me to your material is material of depth. It's been thought through. Uh, it's been tried and, and, and tested, if you will. So yeah, I'm really yes, excited for you. Yes, yes. Well, um, really excited. I, I, yeah, I like to have a, I like to have a foundation for, for what I say. I mean, in, in law, usually the winning argument is going to go deeper than the other side. They're going to find, say, a Supreme Court decision, or they're going to cite to Reinquist some famous judge somewhere, or they're going to have a case that is directly on point. And it's the same thing here. I, you know, you have to go deep in order to be believable. And you're right, Temple. I, I have lived this. I have, I have adopted this viewpoint, a mind first, a dream motif, however you want to, whatever you want to call it, a spiritual uh, orientation, whatever word you want to use. And this is the way I've lived my life. And as I tell people, I might be the best example of the truth of what I'm saying because I am, I am basically a normal person from Cleveland, Ohio. You know, I was, I, I, Albert Einstein was not, I'm not related to anybody like that. And so, so this is a vision I had or, or an inspiration I had, and I have built it up. Uh, you know, the point I want to make here is that so, so many times we, we, we question, you know, football there's the president on Obamacare, foreign leaders, our hairstylists, but we, but we, we accept on faith so many of the big questions. And, and it's those preconceptions, it's those unquestioned preconceptions that get us into trouble. So, so what I'm trying to say here is that just hit the pause button for a second, folks, and let's re- review as fast as we can some of those big questions and make sure that our footing is right because our footing isn't right, and when we change it a little bit, in my opinion, we, we come upon a much more inspiring, much more open-ended, much more unlimited world of potential. In other words, we start becoming spirits in a spiritual world instead of spirits imprisoned in a material world. So, so there's, a lot, you know, there's a lot here, but, but at the end of the day, I, I want to be real, I want to be practical, and I, and I want to help people who want to think a little differently uh, and, and show them that it, it don't give up, that there is a way to figure this out and there is hope. Um, so I, I'm, you know, I'm doing the best I can, but the, the good news is that I have a lot, more of, I, a lot more ideas and a lot more in the work, and so this is going to be a long process. Well, the, with the... Um the reader and the delving into the book and, and looking at uh, the collapse of materialism and how to expand a vision and how to really experience more of the mystery of God, um, your word being dreams of God, um, of what of what would be uh, your highest hope, of what would be a takeaway, that, that, that golden nugget, you know, that and and I obviously after after break we'll we'll dig deeper and um, look at some how tos and some steps and things that you offer in the material. But 
what would be that wow that's that nugget that would be the domino effect uh, in your in your heart what do you feel that is well i i think that we need to direct the enterprise of science and the enterprise of technology and politics and government towards nurturing the human spirit towards improving the inner state of humankind instead of focusing on the mechanical world, instead of building bombs, particle, particle accelerators, and technologies that separate people. So the biggest takeaway, the, the, the reason for doing this, and the reason why I think a revolution is necessary, and we could put quotes on a revolution, but the reason why I think major change is necessary is that if the world is created from the inside out, we need to start paying more attention to the inside. We need to feed the hungry, shelter the homeless, educate the masses, and give people something productive to do. This is not radical. This is, this is, this is something we all know to be true. What I'm saying, it's scientifically true, and it's better for everybody. So that, I think, is the biggest takeaway. Focus on the nurturing the human spirit. It's not only a good thing, but I think it's scientifically true. Wow, it's powerful. Well, I want to hear more. So if you're just coming on the line, you're listening to Philip Camella. He's the author of The Collapse of Materialism, Visions of Science, uh, Dreams of God. Um, he also has his own radio show, and there's so much more to know about him. So not only are we going to continue to ask him questions and and listen to his words of wisdom, but you can all also, go to the website, thecollapseofmaterialism.com. I'm Temple Hayes, and you're listening to An Intentional Spirit. And we thank all of you for being intentional and for your involvement with Unity Online Radio. We truly are a voice for the awakened world. We'll be right back uh, following this short break. Online Radio has helped you grow spiritually through programs like this one. Please consider supporting this online radio programming. Visit www.unity.fm and click on Donate Now. Thank you for helping us continue to serve as the voice of an awakening world. Wellness expert Dr. Michelle Robin on healthy living. In the game of wellness, there's some basic habits that you need to embrace in order to live a well life. In her book, Wellness on a Shoestring, Robin shows you that complete wellness of body, mind, and spirit doesn't have to cost a fortune. Client Eddie Penrice turned his health around with Dr. Robin's Seven Habits for a Healthy Life. 
I've got to say my body just embraced the change. Besides feeling better, looking better, thinking more clearly. Many of Robin's seven habits for a healthy life are simple and free. She offers tips and shares real stories from clients like Eddie, who've incorporated the habits into their lives and seen the results. You can make this change by being convicted that you will do it, that you don't need anyone else's assistance or help to do it. Make this the year you get healthy. Discover a low-cost, attainable path to feeling better than ever. Order wellness on a shoestring today at www.shopunity.org. As we examine what it means to be sacred activists in service of compassion and justice, we may find ourselves asking, how do we become a sacred activist? Institute for Sacred Activism founder Andrew Harvey says, follow your heartbreak. His advice echoes Gandhi, who once said, whenever you are in doubt, apply the following test. Recall the face of the poorest and the weakest person whom you may have seen, and ask yourself if the step you contemplate is going to be of any use to them. Will they gain anything by it? Will it restore them to a control over their own life and destiny? So, whenever in doubt about the direction of your life, just ask yourself, what breaks my heart? Whose suffering is simply too much to bear? And then commit your life to alleviate it. Don't turn your face away from the pain and injustice that is so prevalent in our world. Courageously bear witness to it, and in prayer, dedicate your life to healing it. Gain more spiritual insight. Listen to Radical Spirituality and Sacred Activism with Adam Bucko, Mondays at 4 p.m. Central Time, here on Unity Online Radio. that there might be something not quite right, but you just can't put your finger on it? We may describe it as an inner stirring, a restlessness, a yearning to find our way home to our heart and higher purpose. Some of us may feel like we are living on borrowed time, that despite our accomplishments, what was once so important to us now just feels empty and meaningless. If you find your heart longing, wanting, Looking for a path home to authenticity and purpose? Join us for transformation, inspiration, hope, and possibility. Move toward your higher calling. Listen to The Call of Spirit with Evelyn Foreman and tune in to Possibility every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Central Time here on Unity Online Radio. know that God is the source of our prosperity, but how do we manifest it in our lives? We simply change our limiting patterns around money, relationships, and health. Then, naturally, our vitality goes up. 
And so does our cash flow. We start to live with purpose, sharing our unique ability. Join us on Prosperity Power Hour every Monday at 1 p.m. Central Time to claim your divine inheritance. Prosperity for all. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Spirituality into your own hands? Bucking corporate religion in favor of finding your own path? Do you cross the boundary between religion and science? Or between religions themselves? Do you like a dose of humor with your truth seeking? If you answered yes, you're what we call a holy rascal. Join Rabbi Rami Shapiro for How to Be a Holy Rascal, Wednesdays at 11 a.m. Central. Rami and his guests will engage in lively, humorous discussions about what it means to be a spiritual human being in the 21st century. How to Be a Holy Rascal, Wednesdays at 11 a.m., only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Thank you for listening to The Intentional Spirit, Seeing and Being with Rev. Temple Hayes. If you have a question or comment about today's discussion, you can email us at theintentionalspirit at unityonlineradio.org. Now, here is your host, Rev. Temple Hayes. And welcome back, everyone, and we're having just a wonderful conversation with Philip Camella about the collapse of materialism and how to step into greater visions and to the dreams of God. And Philip, um, tell us, um, give us some of the wonderful insights that your book is going to offer us. Well, first of all, I think, I think the number one thing is that science is based upon a model of reality right now that scientists themselves know is not true. Science is, assumes that there is a real world of matter that's independent of what we are, independent of mind, independent of spirit, and independent of our inner states, and that this, this material world, this world of matter, created us and we came from it. You know, the Big Bang came at us. We arose from a primordial soup, according to Darwinianism. That model of materialism is collapsing because we know it's not true. And we know it's not true for a number of reasons. One of them is the quantum theory teaches that matter doesn't really exist. It's really energy, wave packets. And also, we know in our hearts that there is purpose in the world. Because if the world is only matter, it means there's no direction, there's no hope, there's no potential. So when you take away that assumption, we're back to, to the position that we must be the source of the world. Well, why do we all experience the same world? Well, one reason would be we have the same mind and we're participating in the same dream. And this is the dream of God. It may sound radical, but this is also the underpinnings in different words to many of the world's great religions, such as Hinduism. Hinduism is based upon Brahman being the one mind, 
the underlying self. Carl Jung, the psychologist, believed in the collective consciousness or the collective unconsciousness. Remember in Hinduism, they talk about maya, the world's an illusion. What I say is that's correct, but we are part of the illusion. We are, we are spiritual creatures in a spiritual world, therefore it's real to us. We just haven't figured it out yet. We just haven't understood that. And so I think that this is part of the evolution of spirit, and it's part of the evolution of consciousness. Okay? And, and so that is really the, the main message. When you look at the world that way, when you take away the assumption of the mechanical world, you start realizing that there can only be one source, and it must be us. And all of a sudden, the world opens up and unfolds. So, so that's that's sort of a, a, the message in a nutshell. There's obviously more detail and a lot of endnotes, but that's sort of the the core of the idea. And and do you feel with the um, intention of your book and of your message, as well as uh, what a lot of, of what we hold to be true, do you feel we're going to get to more of a place where people are more action and cause-oriented rather than just uh, self-made and focused and, you know, those kind of things that we're going to be able to have more of a hands-on experience? Well, well, I think, I think where, where this is heading is to realize that we're part of the family of humankind, that the great religious religious teachers in history were right that brotherhood is the is the highest principle that we have and that we need to build a real heaven on earth the ultimate goal is is i i think is to unite in physical form that which is united at the spiritual level how many people think the world is one? We talk about it. We talk about the world is one, there's a unity, we're part of one consciousness, one mind. I think, I think that is true, and I think we could prove it's true. But that doesn't get you where you need to go. You still, you have to get along with your next-door neighbor, too, <laughs> and, and, the, and, and the other countries mm-hmm. and other, other people, other uh, religions and creeds and colors. We, you have to make it real. And so my hope is that by ingraining the truth of this new perspective into people, we realize that we gain our salvation through each other. We're not on a solo journey. We, we need to combine efforts in order to, in order to use the power of God. It's like a rowboat, a very simple example. Suppose there's a rowboat with a million people rowing. If those people row sort of close to it in the same direction, it's, it's got a much better sh- chance of going somewhere good. Right now, if you look at the world, we got people rowing all sorts of different directions in all sorts of different dimensions, you know, because we can't agree on anything. So I'm saying, let's try to agree on this fundamental principle that we are one, it's a scientific truth, and let's get it together in the real world. Mm-hmm. As, as you're talking, it, it's reminding me of um, uh, an analogy that Don Beck used um, with the Titanic. Of um, have, have you read that? I don't think so. 
Okay. It, it's just, um, it's right up your alley. <laughs> but it, it's talking about how uh, initially, you know, people intuitively knew something was happening and they went up and they asked, you know, is everything okay? And they were told, yes, everything is fine. And um, other people came out, you know. Yes. Is there a problem? No. There's no problem at all. Go and, you know, have yourself a few good drinks. (laughs) And yet what was happening underneath was that the the captain knew that there weren't enough uh, life jackets for everyone. And if if it could have just been addressed, like you're saying, if we could just address it, you know, if people would wake up to it um, and if, if, People were willing to take action. You know, they could have utilized all these people that were asking what's going on on the Titanic and said, go to every floor you can and get anything that will float. We need need your help and we need it now. You know, that kind of um, really about what you're saying to recognize uh, it's so much more than theory. Um, we know that science has proven it. So, what are we waiting on? Let's um, let's be aware of how we're living every day, what shows up in our lives every day, and respond to that. You don't even have to go looking far to serve and to support brothers and sisters on the planet. Right. Right, right, exactly. And, you know, I, I like to call it the escape from the land of 2 plus 2 equals 5. You know, things things are not adding up. We know that there's something wrong. We know that we're living in a world where where there's too much disagreement over things like what God is. I mean, we should all we we should have a unity of perspective on that. We know it's good feeding people, sheltering people, educating people. We know all these things to be true, but many of us it's 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 sad. We think, well, in an afterlife, we're really going to get it together. Uh, or, or someone's going to come and save us, and and then and then we'll you know then we'll finally be good people, or we'll be reincarnated. Okay, now all that might be true, but we know with a hundred percent certainty that we are here now, and we have the chance now to do it right. And if two plus two equals equals four, you might as well admit it and get on with it. And that's that's why, you know, I think one of the most interesting parts of this whole area that we're in, Temple, is how long is it going to take? I ask this question all the time on my radio show to my guests. Well, how long do you think it's going to take before we get to this better place, this new consciousness or this this new paradigm, whatever we're calling it? And it's really fun hearing people answer the question. And, you know, I think that we need to accelerate it. Why? Well, because I want to be around when it happens. So, so mm-hmm. I think that that is really what sort of the magic and the excitement of living in the time we're in right now, where there's more and more people having these conversations, opening doors, opening minds, and saying there's a better world it's within our grasp. Let's go get it. Okay, and if and if it turns out that we are that that we are really mortal creatures. Uh, doomed to to fade away, and the life is without purpose. Well, that's fine, but I'm not going to give up because because someone told me that it's just going to make me try harder. So we so to my in my mind, we have nothing to lose by going down this 
this direction and trying to improve the state of our minds and the state of the world. Yeah, I I I love listening to you talk and you know we're obviously it's, we're on such the same page. I I feel the same way that you do. You know, it's I and people use these uh, glorified clichés of you know, well in time, you know, maybe we'll get there and I I feel the same way. I want to see it in my, my lifetime. You know, and I'm uh, immensely proud and moved by the work of Gandhi and King and uh, Mother Teresa. And but let's have more. There's more of those people on the planet today. Let's uh, you know continue to be led or or lead ourselves um, into those new awarenesses. Because, um, like you, people may be saying it, it's happening all around us, but. Um, we have such a dim view of what's happening around us because we just get the regurgitation of all the things that are horrible going on all the time. So we don't get a real clear view of the world from the little windows that are reporting it in the first place. Um, but we can measure it just by our, our local, um, you know, situations and circumstances that, well, there may be some awakening on, but seems like we need to make a few jumps, <laughs> some grand leaps, you know, right now. Right, right. And it, it's really similar to a sports, a sports analogy, I think, because there are the doomsayers out there. Let's face it. There's people who will say this is never going to happen. This is pie in the sky. It's utopian. It's idealistic. It's a, it's a dream world. All this stuff. And it's the same thing that, you know, Michael Jordan, when he didn't make the basketball team in high school, that drove him to be better. So so when someone tells you, well, this is never going to happen, my, my reaction is two things. A, well, it may never happen for you since you've convinced yourself it's never going to happen, but all you're doing is inspiring me to try harder. And and that, you know, we need to take our lives in our own hands because I, I happen to think that we may only have one shot at this individually. And so it doesn't do us any good to sort of uh, sell our souls or to lend our souls to somebody else, whether it's the pope, whether it's the, a, a professor of science or whether it's a political commentator or whoever. It doesn't do us any good to like transport our decision-making to somebody else when it's our lives, our decisions that are at risk. So I'm saying take control of yourself, make your own decisions, and if you want to believe in whatever, whatever that we're descendants of the apes or that there's no hope, that's fine. But at least you made up your own mind about it. You know? And so, so I think that this is really a, a function of thinking for yourself with an open mind. You know, I, I want to add something here that is so important, and that is we're always taught to go outside the box to solve a problem, okay? That everybody knows that's important. You know, Einstein said that, uh, which is repeated a lot, you know, you can't solve a problem with the same level of consciousness that created the problem. We know it's good. Well, my book is basically out of the box, it's out of the box. I think you got to go outside the box to solve the box, but it's radical. It's radical going outside the box. It's different. But I'm saying let's make a bigger box. <laughs> You've got to go outside the box. And, and so 
that's that's what I'm trying to do. I am not part of the orthodoxy. You know, I, I'm I'm open minded. I, I'm taking a different perspective, and I hope that going this direction, opening minds to new ideas, is going to get people thinking a little bit more for themselves and coming to their own conclusions. I I love that, and I, I'm going to hold that uh, right there with you, uh, Philip. I'm talking to Philip. Uh, Camella today and his website is the collapse of materialism.com please check him out he has a blog and you can stay in touch and also see the various places where he will be offering his his book and his lectures in the future and to get on board with his radio show he's um igniting a spark in, in many of us and reminding us of the importance and value of, of staying focused and, and moving forward in a world that, that we do see changing. If you're enjoying uh, this talk today, you would so much enjoy all the talks that we have on behalf of Unity by coming to unitycampus.org. We'd love you to know about us and all the work that we're doing not only here but in the world. We'll be right back after this short break. Looking for the spiritual in your everyday life? Searching for meaning in the meaningless? Check out the book, Rants to Revelations, by Reverend Ogan Holder. Using his characteristic wit, humor, and storytelling, Reverend Ogan brings spiritual insight into practically every arena of human life. From issues of spiritual growth and family life to deep theological concerns about God and reality, he combines personal narrative with philosophical and scientific understanding to bring a fresh perspective into the life of faith in today's postmodern world. Pick up a copy of Rants to Revelations today from www.rantstorevs.com. You know the saying, a good deed is its own reward? Well, moving toward a plant-based diet and vegan lifestyle is one kind and compassionate act that isn't just its own reward. It will also reward you with vibrant health, boundless energy, an easy way to keep your weight where you want it, and according to Yogi's and Unity's co-founder Charles Fillmore, even give a boost to your spiritual life. On Main Street Vegan, the radio program named for the popular book, Victoria Moran will make your move in a vegan direction easy, fun, affordable, and delicious. With enticing topics and entertaining guests every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Central Time, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. We now return to The Intentional Spirit, Seeing and Being, with your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. And here we are talking to Philip Camella website being the collapse of materialism.com, visions of science and dreams of God. That's the focus, and that's the energy that... um, Philip is dedicated to being part of this awakened world in a way that is proving itself time and time again, but moving from that inspiration and that being ignited 
guided by those ideas to actually uh, taking a stand and doing things um, right now. Uh, Philip, back to your back to your book. Let's give a key, you know, a couple of key points uh, for your readers, for our audience as well, uh, for them to to go and they can either go to your website and get the book, or they can go through Amazon.com and get the book. Uh, give us some insights that. Wow. Okay. There's a couple of strong ideas here that would really um, awake people up at a deal. Okay. Well, the the notion that we are spirits to me begins the whole mission. Mm-hmm. One of the things that we forget about is what a miracle we 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 are living in right now. What what a wonder it is that something even exists. One of the things that the Big Bang teaches that I think is a real problem is that we're just like a random creation from this from this wild, purposeless explosion billions of years ago. And we just happen to be here. We're just like lucky beneficiaries. It makes it appear as if the creation of a three-dimensional universe is just something that happens from time to time. Okay, that to me sort of sort of trivializes the miracle that we are really engaged in. When you look at the world as spirit first or as a projection from ourselves, you answer you you get to the point where you and I've done this. You ask yourself how how are dreams possible? How can it be that we live in a place that is suited for us? This, to me, is the source of the religious sediment, the miracle of being here. And it's something we forget about because, because we, take it, we take the world for granted. Okay, now, I just said we take the world for granted, but that's, that's one of the underlying assumptions of modern science. When you read their books, they say they take matter and the laws of nature as given as something that's just there, and then they try to figure out the world. I say, let's not take them as given, folks. Let's figure out where they came from. Where did matter and laws of nature come from? When you go to that direction, there's only there's one answer we could give, and that is we must be the products of God. All those great thinkers, the, the great spiritual seekers throughout the ages were right. They just did, They just put the words in a different way. So, so, so to me, Temple, that's where it begins. You know, what I try to do in the book is I try to look at physical phenomena, such as um, the origin of life or evolution or, uh, or uh, quantum theory. And I, and I look at it through a different lens and say, I mean, a, a good example is spiral galaxies. Science doesn't know why they're spiral galaxies. The galaxies are are not supposed to hold their shapes. That's where the notion of dark matter came from. We've probably heard of dark matter. Uh, scientists believe that something like only 5% of the total matter is actually normal matter. 25% is invisible. They've assumed dark matter to hold the spiral galaxies in the shape. I've simplified it. But, but I say we don't need dark matter. Spiral galaxies are beautiful. <laughs> That's all you need to know. It's part of the wonder of our world. We're living out a story, an adventure, an adventure where we come to realize that this world is made for us and it's our 
challenge to make it into a better place for in the here and now. So so I'm I'm encouraged because I got here not through some revelation. I didn't have a kundalini experience. You know, I didn't have an angel visit me. I didn't have all this stuff. I I came I came to where I'm at through through logic and studying it and not making assumptions. And so I that's why I'm I'm I bet my life that I'm right essentially. Uh and it's worked for me up to now. So so to so to me just to summarize Understanding the wonder of the world and appreciating it is the best thing that we could all do, I think, because it gives, it gives you that right attitude, that attitude of gratitude and of thankfulness. We're truly living um, in the Pandora of, of the movie Avatar, aren't we? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It, yes. In many ways, that is correct. That is correct. And you know what's funny is that. Even the stories about the gods and about these other worlds, like the Greek gods or whatever, they still have to get along with each other. <laughs> you still have to get along with each other. You could be a divine spiritual being, but if you can't make a friend, it's not going to help. So, so that, that to me is, is very, very important. Um, imagine if, if we knew that we were all part of this family and, and it's true. It's not just a happy thought. All of a sudden, you know, we have a much easier road to peace. And, you know, it's, that's, it's going to take a long time in some parts of the country, but this is the way we start writing the story together. We start getting that narrative, uh, in a, in a form where everybody benefits. You know, so there's there's a lot there's a lot here. I'm you know I'm trying I'm trying to make this real and logical temple um, because even though I do think that the high thoughts are important, I I think that the the doubters in the room are, are going to want to see it happen, and so we need to deal with the the questioners and the doubters, and and that's why I spent so much time with the book with the research and the citations and and all that, so. I, you know, I, I'm, I'm so with you. I mean, I, you know, one of my favorite sayings is, you know, why did we let religion or spirituality replace common sense? <laughs> you know, <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> so it's like, hello, um, you know, we don't have to even go uh, looking far. Uh, it's kind of like when we were in our childlike, being a wander child, you know, when we were little and growing up. We just we just did the next thing that was on our road. You know, we did the next thing that came our way or or the next thing that was presented to us in a class. And it, it, it seems that we have um, almost in some kind of unconscious way have been determined to make this stuff hard it's really it's common sense um in so many different ways and um i i've heard you know people i need to get this next degree and I need to go get this and i need to get that and that's all fine and good but like master uh, uh eckhart said that you know often spirituality is simply um what it's just what we have already it's more subtraction than it is addition um it's it's being able to use what we already have in in a beautiful way right i i sort of i sort of had had this mini epiphany of late 
which which is something like this. It, you know, there's so much we do. Say it's exercising, watching sports, uh, drinking wine, uh, having sex. All these things that sort of put us into a better state of mind. We're all we're all searching for that that high, that natural high of sorts, that that state of happiness. Well, what we need to do, what our goal is, is to freeze that state of happiness for some with something that's more sustainable. We need to, that's a state of consciousness. We did, we need to make it a stage of consciousness. We need to, to, to go there and stay there. And I think that's what the great spiritual masters were talking about the yogas and the, and, you know, and meditation. And I'm sure you've done this where, where you go there. And you know what? When you're there, I want to stay there. I want to always have that state of mind. And I think that, the way to do it is is to understand the world better and to mm-hmm. take take away the doubt and the preconceptions. Look at the world like a child, purely. And it, this is a and the beauty of it is it's a never ending quest. It's not as if you snap your finger and you're there, but it's it's something that that, that I think that's really the goal. It's and the immense ability, isn't it? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Well, how do we sign up for your blog? Is it self-explanatory on your on your website? I'm on your website, but I'm just wanting you to share it with our our listeners because the depth that you offer, I know um, more people are going to want to follow your work. Yes, there's. I've. Um, I don't have a subscription blog right now. The blogs are there. Uh, they're accessible. Uh, I'm doing. I'm just about done with one right now in the holographic. Uh, principle uh there's a lot of radio shows i've been interviewed on there my own radio show and so i'm trying to populate the website with with everything that's going on with me and uh you know this is sort of i feel like it's a battle and it's just different different movements and different um whether it's articles speeches blogs trying to advance the ball any way i can you know and luckily as i've said i'm not the only one that this is really, I think, uh, a, a snowball here. It's building up strength. And I just want to be part of this process of overturning of this materialistic worldview and trying to go to a place where we could all, where we could all benefit you know, and, and, and all uh, become who we can be uh, at the end of the day. Well, Philip, I want to... I want to align with you in that and, and hold that to be true. And, and thank you for your, your convictions, um, your, your groundedness, your passion for what you believe. And please keep doing what you're doing. Thank you so much for being on the show today. And I look forward to you joining us again. I look forward to being on your show. And let's just keep up the conversation of, of what is possible. Thank you for being with us. Hey, thanks a lot, Temple. It's been, a, it's been a pleasure talking with you today. I appreciate it. You bet. And those of you that are listening, thank you. And please give your comments to us at The Intentional Spirit. We're always open to hearing new ideas. And, and please connect with Philip and find out ways that you can be part of, of what he believes and his mission. Thank you so importantly for promoting the work that we do on Unity Online Radio. 
Thank you for tuning in to The Intentional Spirit, Seeing and Being with Reverend Temple Hayes. Join us every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Central for tools and simple applications which will support you from being alive to fully living. This program is brought to you in part by First Unity at Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida. To learn more about this ministry, go to www.unitycampus.org or www.templehaze.org. notice that there might be something not quite right, but you just can't put your finger on it? We may describe it as an inner stirring, a restlessness, a yearning to find our way home to our heart and higher purpose. Some of us may feel like we are living on borrowed time, that despite our accomplishments, what was once so important to us now just feels empty and meaningless. If you find your heart longing, wanting, looking for a path home to authenticity and purpose, join us for transformation, inspiration, hope, and possibility. Move toward your higher calling. Listen to The Call of Spirit with Evelyn Foreman and tune in to Possibility every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Central Time here on Unity Online Radio. Inspiration only takes a moment. Consider these inspirational thoughts from the quest for prayer from Unity House Books. Holding a special, loving thought for other people benefits us as much as it benefits them. In fact, in some ways, even more so. Consider, for example, what happens when you wash your car with a hose. What gets clean first? The inside of the hose, of course because the water must rush through the hose before it can clean the car. So it is when we hold loving thoughts for someone. As those loving thoughts rush through us, they bless us first. It is a win-win situation. This meditative moment is brought to you by Unity. You've seen reality TV. Well, now get ready for reality radio. It's raw, unpredictable, and completely unscripted. Healing Your Life with Dr. Chris Michaels follows the lives of four people each season as they face their fears and overcome challenges. Listen in weekly and follow along as they take each faithful step on their journey. Learn what it takes to really heal your life. Dr. Chris Michaels shows you how to expect specific and measurable results from prayer. He says, we must place a demand upon consciousness. We don't hope to get what we pray for. We expect it. As a 25-year veteran in the New Thought Movement, Dr. Chris has helped thousands of people find their way to success and healing. His faith is unshakable, and his commitment to helping others heal through the power of prayer is extraordinary. Don't miss Reality Radio, Healing Your Life with Dr. Chris Michaels. Live Mondays at 11 a.m. Central Time on Unity Online Radio.
Do you ever feel that calling that you should be doing more with your life? If you're unhappy with the status quo, I can help. My name is Elias Patras, and I'm an intuitive motivator, psychic medium, and motivational speaker. I know that feeling, and on my podcast, Your Inner Voice, I can help you answer that call to step into your life's purpose. I will show you how to recognize and listen to the signs and signals that are all around us and help you tap into your intuition. Join me for the show here on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network and wherever you get your podcasts. Let's connect, educate, and grow on this journey together.